Conclusion Bihar, the North Indian state known as the Graveyard of Missions. How can I ever forget the summer months I spent there with mission outreach teams? We were driven out from many villages and stoned for preaching the gospel. That was in 1968. Made up of primitive villages with 75 million inhabitants, Bihar is said to be one of the most unreached regions in the world. Gospel for Asia has a missionary Bible college in Bihar to train and send out workers to this spiritually needy area. Brother Simon was one of the young people who attended. In these schools, the students are encouraged to pray and seek God's face as to where he wants them to go when they finish their training. While he was studying at the Bible college, Simon prayed that the Lord would guide him to a place where he could reach the needy and plant at least one local fellowship. The Lord placed a special burden on his heart for a specific group of people in Bihar, and after his graduation, Simon was sent there to serve and reach these souls for whom he had prayed. Three years later, he had already established five churches. All this began with the transformation of one lady named Manjula. Over the years, Manjula had earned the reputation of a holy woman in her village. Many villagers became her followers and came to her for counsel. They would bring gifts and sacrifices to her because she was known for her spiritual powers. She had the reputation for doing many miracles, even causing sickness and death. When Simon arrived in that area, people told him about Manjula and the powerful woman she was, with all her magical powers and her gods on her side. But then Simon heard that three years before, Manjula had become ill and now was totally paralyzed from the neck down. The young brother realized that this situation was God's appointed opportunity for him to preach the gospel to her. Despite the danger to his own life, Simon set out to visit Manjula and talk to her about the Lord Jesus Christ. It was only on his way that he learned more about her story. For weeks, many ritual prayers with sacrifices had been carried out for her healing. Hundreds of her followers obeyed her careful instructions to petition her favorite gods on her behalf, but nothing had healed her. Recognizing that she must be under attack from evil spirits more powerful than she could handle, she decided to approach even stronger witch-doctors to conduct elaborate rituals for her healing. But again, there was no deliverance or hope. It was at this time that Simon came to her area. When he arrived at her home, he began to witness to her about the Lord Jesus Christ. She listened carefully and told him, For three years I have tried everything to appease these angry gods, but they don't answer, and now I am confused and terribly frightened. Simon asked Mangela, if Jesus would heal you and make you well, what would you do? Without hesitating, she replied, If your Jesus Christ can heal me and make me well, I will serve him the rest of my life. Simon further explained to her about the reality of God's love and how Jesus Christ, the only Savior, could set her free from sin and save her from eternal damnation. God, in his grace, opened Manjula's eyes to see the truth. She decided to call upon Jesus to forgive her sin and save her. Simon knelt beside her and prayed for Jesus to heal her. As he prayed aloud, he also fervently prayed in his heart, Lord Jesus, this may be my only opportunity to see this entire village come to you. Please, Lord, for your kingdom's sake, touch her and heal her. Your word says that you will work with me, confirming your word, and that miracles would be a sign for these people to believe in you. As Brother Simon finished praying for Manjula, 
The power of the Holy Spirit and the grace of God instantly touched her, and she was delivered and healed immediately. Within a few hours she was running around shouting with joy, Thank you, Jesus! Thank you, Jesus! Thank you, Jesus! Hearing the commotion, a large crowd gathered in front of Manjula's house to see what was going on. There she was, a woman who had been paralyzed for three years, now completely healed. With tears running down her face, she was praising Jesus and shouting his name. Manjula became the first individual in her village to believe in Jesus. The following week, more than twenty people gave their lives to Christ and were baptized. Manjula opened her house for these new believers to come regularly and worship the Lord Jesus Christ. Just like in Acts chapter 19, when the Ephesian church had its beginning, all evil practices and rituals were completely eradicated, and there was a whole new beginning for this village. Simon began to preach the gospel in the neighboring villages as well, and even more people began to come to the Lord Jesus Christ. Hearing about these events, the leaders from the Bible College asked Simon if he would visit missionaries in the nearby regions and help them establish churches. Simon began to travel, and as a result of his ministry, four more churches were planted and several new mission stations opened up. At one point I talked with Simon's leader and asked him, What is the secret to Simon's ministry? What is it that causes the Lord to use him so effectively? Simon's leader replied, His case is not an exception. Many of our brothers on the mission field are experiencing the same thing. This is harvest time. Then he told me something about Simon's life. When he was studying in our Bible college, every morning he would get up early and spend at least three hours with the Lord, on his knees in prayer and meditating on God's Word. When Simon graduated and went to the mission field, he didn't cut back. Instead, the amount of time he spent in prayer increased. Simon doesn't talk publicly about any of these things, but very quietly and humbly goes about preaching the gospel. Through his life, hundreds are turning to Christ. Today, just on the Indian subcontinent alone, hundreds of thousands of villages remain without a Christian witness. Add to that countries like Bhutan, Myanmar, Nepal, the entire subcontinent, where millions and millions wait for someone like Simon to come and bring the light of the gospel. Romans chapter 10 Verses 13 to 17 says that if these multiplied millions sitting in darkness call upon the Lord Jesus Christ, they will be saved. But how can they call on Jesus if they don't believe in him? And second, how can they believe in Jesus if no one has ever gone to tell them about him? Finally, you and I are asked this question. How can a person like Simon go unless someone has sent him? This is the question we must answer. Today God is calling us to become senders of missionaries who are waiting to go to these unreached villages. We have a God-given privilege to link our lives with brothers like Simon to see our generation come to know the Lord Jesus Christ. I encourage you to seek the Lord and see if He is asking you to help support one or more of these national missionaries. If He puts this on your heart, let us know of your decision. You will receive information about the worker you are praying for and supporting. It often takes around 120 U.S. dollars to 360 U.S. dollars a month to fully support one of these national workers. But with as little as $30 a month, you can begin to help support one of these missionaries, sending him or her to an unreached village that is waiting to hear the good news. Through your prayers and support, you can help him effectively communicate the gospel and establish local churches. Suppose you are the one who is privileged to pray and support Simon as he serves in Bihar. Someday, in eternity, 
He will stand before the throne with Simon, his family, and the thousands who have come to know the Lord through his life and ministry. Praise the Lord for what the Lord has done over these four decades. Tens of thousands came to know our Lord. Communities impacted. And as a matter of fact, one of the most exciting things I live with, hearing about thousands of people that are following our Lord from communities that never had a chance to hear the gospel before. But then, when you look at the enormous need and the opportunity that is so unbelievable, so much more to be done. Jesus said, the harvest is now, not four months later. And you see, my brothers and sisters, you and I, we are given this incredible opportunity to engage our life with the Lord and what He's doing, reaching multiplied millions that still wait to hear the name Jesus for the first time in their life. And this is our privilege. I mean, think about it. If the Lord is calling you to go somewhere, you must. It is a worthwhile thing to do. But then too, there are places you and I cannot go and be there. And that's where you and I can become prayer partners and supporters of these national missionaries or native missionaries. Helping them to get trained and go to places and communicate the gospel and see millions turn to the Lord. But then this is only possible if we can look forward to when we meet the Lord. I recommend you take your driver's license and look at it and see how old you are. Well, you know that. But then add 100 years to your present age. What happens to life? Everything we dream about and live for. You see, this is our opportunity. And I plead with you to think about it. Get involved and do what you can. Ask the Lord for guidance. But then too, would you please go to our website and you'll get tremendous more information about how to pray specifically for nations, communities, missionaries and children. And go into our website, gfa.org. You will learn about all what's going on. Events and movies and pictures and prayer requests. And I ask you to be responsible in the light of eternity. The Lord bless you. Thank you for listening to this recording of Revolution in World Missions by K.P. Yohannan. This book was read by Paul Michael. This audio recording was produced in 2014 by Gospel for Asia. No portion of this recording may be reproduced for any reason without prior written consent from Gospel for Asia.